Twin Cities Orthopedics is proud to be the official sports medicine provider for Tommy Athletics. TCO is trusted by some of the biggest names in sports, and they bring that same level of care to our athletes. Thank you, TCO, for being a part of our team. Visit TCOMN.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to Tommy Talks, the weekly podcast bringing you inside St. Thomas Athletics, where we'll get to know those who wear the purple and gray. I'm Corbu Status, and this week our guest is Eric Duville. He talks about why he felt ready for the transition from D3 to D1, his love for customizing shoes, the different personality types in the track world, and much more. You can subscribe to Tommy Talks wherever you get your podcasts, and if you love it, please give us a five-star rating. Now, here's our conversation with Eric Duville on another edition of Tommy Talks. Eric, one of the questions that we like to start off with is uh, why you chose St. Thomas, and especially maybe even for you, why you decided to stay at St. Thomas, because you came in when it was a D3 school, then it transitions to D1. So let's start with deciding to come to St. Thomas when it's a D3 school. Yeah, um, so coming out of high school um, and looking for colleges, um, there was two big criteria that a school had to meet. Number one was it had to be great academically, um, and the business school here is phenomenal, uh, as well as the economics department. Um, and then the next criteria is I had to be able to run track there. Um, that was important to me. I knew I wanted to run track. Um, didn't matter the level, where is that? I just knew I wanted to run. Um, and then come out of high school, uh, I really only had two schools really recruit me. It was um, between St. Thomas here and St. Olaf. Um, and St. Olaf, they were great over there, but it just wasn't a match for me and I came to St. Thomas I met the coaches and they introduced me to the team showed me around the facilities and I fell in love uh and then there's also something to say um about it being recruited and like feeling like a team really wants you mm-hmm. and whenever I came to St. Thomas or I talked to the coaches that's always how I felt I felt wanted so that was the I mean that was a big um factor that kind of pulled me towards St. Thomas um and then obviously my family lives here now um, and they come to all my track meets. So being able to go to a local school and having them at the large majority of my track meets uh, means the world to me. So yeah. all those factors kind of just came together and it made St. Thomas the perfect fit for me. When they announced that they were going to move to Division One, was there ever a moment where you're like, uh-oh, that could be the end of it for me? Or were you ready for the challenge? I love the challenge. Um, and the nice thing about track is it's different than other schools and the fact that Division three schools, Division two schools, Division one schools, we all compete at the same meets oftentimes. Uh, so we're not as separate as, say, like football. Um, so I've seen the U of M. We have racing as the U of M and other big Division one schools and as well as Division twos, Mankato. Um, so I knew kind of what we were in for, and that challenge excited me. You mentioned that uh, you lived in Minnesota currently, so you moved around a lot growing up. How many different places did you live? All right. Uh, <laughs> here we go. We'll, yeah, we'll just go through the yeah. uh, process here. So I was born in Nebraska, um, but I was young. I don't remember it much. Yeah. And then we did move here, actually, for a brief moment. Um, then Dad got a new job out in Memphis, Tennessee, and then that same job moved us to North Carolina, back to uh, Minnesota, over to Ohio um, during high school, and then back to Minnesota. So seven different places. I mean, Minnesota three yeah. times. but mm-hmm. uh, So that would be five different places with Minnesota three times. Was that rough for you, or how did you adapt to that? Um, 
I'd say as I got older, it definitely got more difficult. Um, when you're a young kid, you make friends pretty easily. Right. Um, but once you start getting older and you start kind of forming those more meaningful, um, deeper friendships and relationships, it's definitely more difficult to move. Um, so when we moved to Ohio in a high school, I'd say that was a difficult move for myself. Yeah. And then moving away from there, too, I would imagine was pretty tough. Uh, yeah. So ironically, I'd say we moved kind of right when I started to get more comfortable in Ohio. <laughs> but, I mean, moving back to Minnesota where all the friends um, I had, because we were in Minnesota for a while before we moved to Ohio. Okay. So my best friends were still here. Nice. Um, so that made it easy. And coming back to um, my friends here was definitely appreciated. And yeah. I loved that. Do you have any siblings? I have two. I got two brothers, one older um, and one younger who actually goes to school here as well. Okay. Is yeah. he a track guy as well? He's not a track guy, no. Is he just a guy? Uh, yeah. He plays uh, tennis, but not for the club team here. But Okay. So he's a tennis guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, and not that there's anything wrong with being just a guy. <laughs> um, how did they handle the move, and how important were, were your siblings in that moment where you're going from place to place all the time? The nice thing about having two brothers who I'm very close with is whenever we moved to a new place, I knew I had two best friends. No matter where we went, I had two best friends. Um, that changed a little bit when we moved to Ohio because my older brother at that point was in college. So he was taking aviation at the time in North Dakota. He's a pilot now. Um, so then it was just me and my younger brother. Um, so it was difficult at first, but him and I are very close. Um, kind of polar opposites, but that's why it makes it fun. He's yeah. the light fun funny one so it's a lot of you, he made it uh easier i should say yeah you're a little more serious uh yeah brooding uh i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't necessarily say that <laughs> okay um w how did teams help and, and being parts of, of a team help in that move because then you're getting built-in friends almost yeah absolutely um joining uh teams whether it be football basketball track uh, those guys always like, and when, when moving, I should say, those guys were always your first friends because I would move, you know, in the summer and then football started the next week. Yeah. Um, so being able to meet people quickly, um, and people who we from there on would sh have a shared goal, common goal, um, just made moves a little easier, made making those relationships easier. Were you always hoping to get back to Minnesota? I was, yeah. yeah. Um, because when we moved from North Carolina to Minnesota, we were here for seven-ish years. So, so a good long time. Yeah, so the, yeah. Lar the large majority of my childhood was spent here. So all my uh, best friends and longest relationships were here. Uh, and I have friends in Ohio, still do, love them to death, but my greatest, strongest relationships are always here. Yeah, so you consider yourself a Minnesotan. I do, yeah. Yeah. What about, because being around, for, uh, being from or all over the country, do you have all Minnesota sports teams that you cheer for, or do you kind of pick and, and pick them up as you went along? I don't cheer for all the Minnesota sports teams. Uh, I don't cheer against them. Like, right. if they're playing not one of my favorite teams, I'll cheer for them because that's the home team. But for basketball, I'm a Memphis Grizzlies guy. Always have been, always will be. Uh, for hockey, I'll root for the Wild. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no other place I lived really cared about hockey as much as Minnesota, so it's it's right. fun to watch a hockey game with Minnesotans. Yeah. Um, and then for the NFL, 
I don't really have a team. I root for the Bengals, but I kind of just root for players. Okay. Watching Hard Knocks, I love the Lions now. Yeah? Yeah. I love Jamal Williams. Uh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, those are kind of the – and the Jets. I do love the Jets. Really? Yeah, something about them. I love rooting for underdogs, man. They've been bad for so long. It's, they have. Same with the Lions. It's just kind of fun to see them do well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe it's the middle child in you rooting for the underdog. <laughs> Definitely could be. <laughs> and the Bengals, I think, have one of the best helmets, best logos, or just helmet design in the history of anything. The uh, stripes, they're just perfect. Yeah, it's just, it's simple. Yeah. Uh, it just goes with the team and it looks so good. Yes. And then those white uniforms. Those were oh, pretty man, tough. Those are great, too, yeah. Um, you are a little bit of a designer guy, or you have an eye for a design, maybe, I should say, because you customize shoes, right? I do, yeah. That's kind of how I get my uh, creative side out. How did you start doing that? What drew you to that? Uh, so during COVID, um, everybody was kind of bored, and I was just on YouTube one day, and I came across this guy named Serato, and he customized his shoes for like the great, like LeBron James and all these great athletes. And I think I went on like four hours of just watching him customize shoes, give shoes to people. And I go, that's cool. I want to learn how to do that. So during COVID, that was kind of the hobby I picked up. Uh, would watch his videos and just kind of learn and then started on, you know, practicing on just cheap old shoes. Uh, and then eventually working up to doing my own track spikes. Really? Yeah. So how do you do that? Is it... Uh paint right is it airbrushed or how is it done yeah so i like to airbrush it It typically makes it easier and then the paint goes on thin so it's more flexible and doesn't chip as easily yeah um and then that way you can also do gradients and get a little more creative with it yeah um but then all the fine detailing will be done with a fine point brush i guess okay and how do you come up with the designs is it uh in your head or do you sketch it out first um a decent part of it's in my head. Um, lots of times, if I'm airbrushing, I don't stent. I don't stencil out too much. I stencil out like the fine details, and if I'm doing maybe like a image or a symbol, I'll stencil it out first. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I just kind of go with it. And easier to correct than people might think to correct your mistakes. So. Yeah. Do you have a good mistake? Because sometimes in the art world, what you intend to shoot, do you get started doing? turns out completely different or you make a mistake and you're like, oh, no, no, wait, that's how I want it to be. Oh, that's a good question, actually. Um, yeah, actually, so for one pair of shoes I customized, um, I was trying to do a symbol. I forgot what symbol it was, honestly. Um, and I kind of messed it up and it ended up looking perfectly like this um, symbol from Naruto. So I'm kind of an anime guy a little yeah. bit. Um, and so then I just played right into that, and I kind of made them anime okay. or Naruto-themed. So so would your Sharingan be something with speed? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the best Naruto character? Um, I mean, Naruto's great, but my favorite is will always be Kakashi. So Naruto's yeah. uh, sensei, I guess. The white-haired guy? Yeah, white-haired guy. Yeah. yeah, and he's got the uh, Sharingan in mm-hmm, the eye. That he hides, yeah. yeah. Right. He's, He's my favorite for sure. Why does he hide that? He should have that out on display. That's like an ultra power. I guess he hides it because the Sharingan is supposed to be only within the uh, Uchiha family, and he's not a part of that. He got it from a friend that 
he saved and then saved. later turned yeah. evil. Not to give anything yeah. away. Not to give anything away. Um, so, yeah, he hides it. And then also, I mean, if you're fighting the guy and then you're like, oh, that's just Kakashi, and he whips out the Sharingan, you're like, oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah, you're in trouble. I'm in trouble. Uh, does that speak to you at all? Is there Are people sleeping on Eric DeVille and uh, you got a little Sharingan under a patch somewhere? <laughs> uh the D3 athlete with a chip on my shoulder kind of likes to think that's the way sometimes. Uh, but no, I just, I like his work ethic in the show and just his mindset. Yeah. So. What, what other sports? You mentioned football. What other sports did you play growing up? So I played football um, and I played basketball. Those were the two main sports growing up. Um, and then like played baseball and soccer in like middle school and elementary school. But yeah. Um, with soccer, I had to choose between soccer and football, and my friends played football. I love football, so it was always going to be football. And then basketball, played through about my sophomore year. Okay. And just kind of lost the love for it after a little while. Yeah. And then kind of worked out perfectly because track training starts in the winter, so I was able to just um, switch to track in the winter without having, like, a major off period where I don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Track, uh, you're a sprinter. Always mm-hmm. a sprinter? Always a sprinter, yeah. Yeah. Never even, like, jumped or done anything else. It's been sprinting since the start. So is that one of those things where they're, they just lined everybody up, and they're like, okay, go, and then you beat everybody, and they're like, okay, you're on sprints? Honestly, in high school, kind of. Yeah. Like, you come out for the track team, and they're like, what do you think you want to do? And I'm like, I think I want to be a sprinter. So then they did and really just, like, line people up on the football field, and we ran, and... You know, if you were one of the faster ones, you got to sprint. If not, they would experiment with you all over the place. Yeah. Are there different personalities in each realm? Like, is a long-distance runner a little different than a sprinter? Absolutely. The long-distance guys are extremely nice. Uh, and they're, you know, they're laughing. Like, I'm watching them do a workout I could never do. Yeah. And they're laughing through it. And they're just <laughs> nice guys, and they're great. Yeah. Um, they're more lighthearted. Uh they work extremely hard, but they stay very positive through it. I'd say sprinters are much more headstrong. Uh, yeah. We're a little, we're confident. Um, sometimes rubs off as cocky. Um, <laughs> but a little more serious, I would say. Um, and then the throwers are just fantastic. Those are yeah. my favorite people. Uh, they're just the most fun. They're always having fun. Yeah. Um, they don't get like super stressed out and like lots of runners will get super stressed out. So sometimes it's for me, it's hard to be around them because they're stressed. So then they make me stressed. Right. So I go hang out with the throwers cause I just kind of relax. Yeah. Yeah. They bring it back down to earth. Exactly. Nice. Um, tell me about, uh, your economics major. What do you want to do with that? So I started out with an economics major. I got my finance one later. Um, we'll take us through the finance world then. What do you want to do in that? Uh, Outside, once I graduate, finish my graduate degree, hoping to look, just kind of get a financial analyst role um, somewhere, preferably one of these great local companies. But yeah. um, I've moved so often, one more won't kill me. <laughs> that's um, right. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm kind of taking one step at a time, not trying to get too far ahead of myself. Um, just worrying about the next 200 meters, just like a sprinter should. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a look around the rest of campus. Where is your favorite spot on campus? Whew. Uh, I'm not going to – the arc's not included in this because, I mean, obviously as an athlete, we're all kind of biased towards the arc. Yeah. Um, 
during finals week, which it is now, the library is always great. Um, you know, get up on that third floor, it's quiet. Yeah, uh, leave the phone in the backpack, toss it to the other side of the table, and yeah. I can be very focused. But also teas. I love teas. Um, that Chipotle chicken sandwich is phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Getting a wrap is phenomenal. So it's definitely one of those places. Yeah, those two are probably in the lead. Mm-hmm. For, and when I ask people, they uh, bring up both of those. <laughs> what other Tommy sports do you love to come out and cheer for? I got a lot of friends in the football team. Yeah. And they'd kill me if I didn't say football. But it, <laughs> So it's got to be football. I mean, I go to just about every home game. Yeah. Uh, one of my high school best friends, uh, Mark Schmitz, uh, yep. plays center. So uh, love watching him play. I'm his... I'm a super fan when Mark Schmitz is in the game. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say football, but the basketball team's been playing f- phenomenally this year, so they've been a lot of fun to watch. Okay. I was going to ask you your favorite Tommy athlete, but it sounds like it's Mark Schmitz. Yeah. Not on the track team. It's got to be Mark Schmitz. Okay. What about on the track team? And you can't say yourself. Oh, You man. sprinters. I don't know if I can pick and choose teammates. That's going to make practice really awkward the next. Okay. I'll let you off the uh, hook. I'll let you off the hook. Yeah. Um, favorite? Do you have a favorite professor here at St. Thomas? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so my economics advisor, um, her name's Professor Lou Saavedra. Uh, I had her for like three or four classes, and she was great. So I would definitely say Lou's. Um, you love hiking, whitewater rafting. Uh, how did your family start doing this? So we go out to Bend, Oregon. Um, it's kind of in the central Oregon, surrounded by mountains. So yeah. unlike the rest of Oregon, it's like a desert. It's like a high desert. So extremely hot, extremely dry. Um, so my dad grew up there. And as a kid, they always whitewater, whitewater rafted and hiked and all that. Uh, so when he you know, brought, us, brought the family out there, my grandmother lives out there as well. Uh, just growing up, we'd um, do that. And every year we'd get, you know, we'd take a step up and step yeah. up and... All of a sudden, we're doing larger hikes and whitewater rafting down some pretty serious, fun rivers. Do you have to? There's whitewater. There's levels for whitewater rafting, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to have a certain level before they'll let you go down certain rivers. Is that right? Yeah, there's different classes of rapids. Okay. Um, What's you, the? Have you reached the pinnacle yet? Oh uh, no, 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 not that extreme yet. Um, but we get into some pretty. Um, intense ones um and then it's fun because we just go as a family and then my dad's best friend uh, from high school or one of his best friends from high school still lives in the area and we always like he'll guide the boat he'll take us and he has all the equipment so so is there a good you got to have a good whitewater rafting story oh we have so many uh i mean we just play a lot of games and Luckily, my dad and his friend know the river very well, so we're always in good hands. We're very safe about it. Yeah. But there will be times in which, like, during the calm uh, times of the river, because it's not all um, rapids and adrenaline, and it's actually a very small part of the hours you're on the river for. Yeah. Um, but we'll play games. Like, we'll stand on the edge of the raft, and we'll link the paddles together, and you have to lean back, and whichever, like, partnership can lean the furthest back before they just fall in the water. <laughs> That's always fun. Yeah. Um, my brother just got married. They, we made them do it, test the relationship a little bit. <laughs> Are they still married? They, yep, still All right, married. There you go. Um, <laughs> and then we also sometimes we jump out of the raft at times, like just for fun. We're, yeah, we're dumb, but in a safe, fun way. Right. So, uh, 
Yeah, that's we just gonna have a good time. Yeah, there's something about being out on the water and rafting and hanging out. Uh, video game wise, big FIFA guy. Yes, big FIFA guy. Um, play with my friend Mark Schmitz, as I mentioned. Yeah, who I mentioned earlier. Um, so me and Mark play a lot of FIFA, um, as well as some of my other friends. Uh, yeah, so we have a lot of fun with that. I'm clearly the best. Um, <laughs> clearly, clearly. Yeah. How many World Cups have you won? Do you do you guys play tournaments? How do you do it? Uh, we just kind of play online matches, okay. or they have a mode in which you know you can everybody plays on the same time or same team, and we just control one player. So we do that more often than not. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still the self-proclaimed best, and yeah. After the last couple of games, I think they'd probably agree. So yeah, they got to get you the ball. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> do you have a favorite soccer team or do you have a, a team from over in europe that you follow yeah so i root for ajax uh they're in the dutch league yeah. you're the first person i've ever heard talk about anything from the dutch league yeah so they're kind of the champions of the dutch league they're typically finished at the top of that okay uh and then they're really good at developing players so like They'll develop these players like Akim Ziyech, my favorite, yeah. from Morocco, and then they sell them to like Chelsea or whatnot. So, but it's fun to root for those young players when they make a run in the Champions League, and yeah. then they sell everybody and they have to restart. But uh, yeah, they're my favorite. So they're like the uh, Florida Marlins of the uh, European soccer world. Yeah, you yeah. say that. We'll go with that. Favorite pro athlete? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, growing up, I'd say. Marcus Mariota, but that was before I even ran track. So uh, I think my favorite track athlete is Noah Lyles, definitely. Uh, just I think the um, what he brings to track, both talently and just kind of as a show. When you watch Noah Lyles, you get a show, and I think it's just he's a lot of fun to watch. He's a sprinter, I would imagine. Yeah, he is. S- tell us about the show. Is it just the swag? Is it? Yeah, so demeanor. It's, yeah, it's the swag and the demeanor, and kind of dances a little bit. And if he, if I mean, it's really when he wins, uh, <laughs> he'll have a celebration. Uh, when he he broke the American record this summer, so watching that was amazing. But yeah. he's definitely probably the top right now. C- can you watch somebody and see? Can you break down what they're doing and, and try and incorporate it into your own running, or how does that work for sprinters? The cool thing about sprinting is there's kind of a template of what it should look like. Right. But I say when you watch those pros, everybody runs kind of different, fairly differently. Uh, I think Noah Lyles has some of the best form. I think he's just so smooth. So you can take away different things. I'd say I'm more similar to someone like Noah Lyles than I would be towards like Christian Coleman, who's more power-based and uh, not as smooth, but he just kind of eats up that track when he runs. Right. Where Noah Lyles is a little smoother and uh, can hold it a lot longer. So, You just had a, a indoor track meet, uh, the opener for this season, and uh, what, you finished point one behind your teammate? Is that right? Uh, it was point oh one to the point oh one. Uh, U of M guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was... What I mean, what's point oh one? Is that just not leaning forward far enough? I mean, that's a... See, it's... It's ba- it's borderline nothing at times. Because yeah. like, right. I crossed, and I I was convinced I had won. I, but, yeah. you know, taking not going to get super worked up over winning the first preseason meet kind of at the U of M. And yeah. the, the guy I ran against is a great athlete. So just to be right there in the race with him is, you know, a major testament to 
yeah. the progress I've made since my f- first year. That was going to be my follow-up question, is what kind of momentum, excuse the pun, does that give you going into the rest of the season? It's a big confidence boost. Um, and then it's just kind of reaffirming that the work I put in on the off-season is paying off and knowing that, you know, it wasn't a perfect race. There was times and especially at the end where I tried to find another gear and then ended up kind of straining and it got a little uglier than it probably should. Mm-hmm. So knowing it's not a perfect race, but that's still arguably my best 200 that I've ran, uh, going into the n- new year is giving me confidence and really makes me excited for the f- meets to come. Yeah. Do you prefer indoor or outdoor? Outdoor. Um, indoor. I mean, it's great, especially living in Minnesota. We need right. indoor. Um, and I'd say almost um, comparatively, I might be better at indoor, but outdoor is just, it's just kind of what track really is, is outdoor. Um, all the real events are outdoor and it's more uniform. Whereas an indoor track, you have like multiple different types of tracks. So all the times get converted and it gets a little messy. Yeah. Um, and then just outdoor, there's a lot less injuries. Yeah, because um, the turns aren't as tight, and uh, you're able to practice in the field and save the shin splints a little bit. So yeah, yeah, shin splints. Ugh. <laughs> uh, tell us what you want your legacy to be here at St. Thomas as you you go into your final semester here and um, get ready to depart the purple and gray. What do you want your legacy to be? Oh man, that's another good one. I just want to be, I guess, known as someone who left it all out there like there was no question whether oh did he could he have run faster could he have done more i want that to be he maxed out his potential he worked hard he you know was a team first guy um helped was a good leader and just kind of was always there for his teammates and the dude at fifa yeah and the guy at fifa yeah absolutely (laughs) eric it was great chatting with you appreciate your time best of luck this year thank you so much